So it has nothing to do with eternity in perspective, this uh, Leo, but uh, I'll tie it with the same. The lies behind the smile. Who else wants to try? Fake lifestyles. Fake lifestyle. Yeah, like um, people who pretend to be okay, but deep down they are going through stuff, you know. That's what mm-hmm. comes to mind for me. So they don't want to show you what they're going through, so they keep up an appearance. They put up mm-hmm. an appearance just to, you know, maybe fool everyone around. For mm-hmm. one reason or another, maybe they are ashamed to be seen as failures mm-hmm. or, I don't know, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Mm, that makes up a lot of people on in on Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, not everyone. <laughs> All right. Now the lies behind the smile is is a topic. I want to cover something very different from what I've been covering the, the past few days. And the reason I'm, I want to, you know, I want us to look at this topic is because there are so many people who are caught up in things uh, that are spiritual, but instead of those things being spiritual, they are more demonic. Like in Wasewajui, that these things are demonic, okay? And so that's what I really want to talk about. And I don't know Kamakuna Mtuashawai experience, cult, being in a cult. And one of the major, one of the greatest mistakes that anyone can ever make is to be in a cult. When you get into a cult, it is very hard to know that you are in a cult. And once you are in, it is very hard to come out of it. Okay. And so, how that ties into the whole thing, uh, into your life, into our lives, is what I want to bring uh, in the meeting. The reason why Natakwongia Kusu cults is because uh, there are few people in Meona, people I knew, people I really respected, but were engaged to these things. And now they look funny, like they look just strange. And so today's cults are very modernized. They are very technological. They are very smart. You know, they dress it suits and look nice. Our kind strangers, come you But if there's one thing about cult and you come to learn is that they 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 get you in with a lot of lies, but then they put these lies behind a lot of smiling. You know, they have how they use uh, the smooth tongue to deceive, to deceive people, okay? And also, the reason why I also want to talk about this is because there are people I know, there are churches I know who have found themselves, there are people I know who have found themselves married to someone or dating someone who is in a cult. And then in answer to Ashida, because then now this person Monyako in this cult, ananza kukwambia lazima, bishop wangu wafanya nini? Approve whether to marry, whether you, you know, we should marry or not. 
okay and so those are some of the things in zinakuwa watu now in the modern day that we are living in there is a lot of rise in cults and when i say the rise of cults i mean I, i'm not talking about the people who go at night and you know sacrifice some some blood or eat some meat you know, i'm not talking about those kind of cults i'm talking about very well punished very well organized very well planned cults that look very nice you know appealing churches that are very nice ile watu kingia church unasikia yes hapa kuna kuna mungu you know and and that's the modern day cult okay and i'm going to give you signs so before i give you signs let's first define what is a cult okay a cult uh, is defined as uh, uh, by by the guys who are i think google <laughs> or oxford dictionary it defines a cult as a small religious group that is not part of a larger and more accepted religion and that has beliefs regarded by many people as extreme or dangerous okay that's the first definition of the cult second definition is a situation in which people admire and care about something or someone too much okay and i also believe that a cult is a, a church or an organization a christian organization that is teaching the wrong doctrines all right now please understand because i want to bring this point home and how it is affecting our generation and a lot of people who are getting themselves into cults and they have no idea they are in cults okay now what are some of the signs of a cult if you are writing and i would encourage you to write point number 1 to note about cult is that there is no tolerance for questions or critical inquiry okay there is no tolerance for questions or critical inquiry all right this is a sign of a cult and a sign of um a church that is lost okay if i may use that word a church that is lost there is no tolerance for questions or or critical inquiry this is the kind of churches where you cannot ask a question you cannot question your bishop asking or questioning your bishop can lead you to, uh, to be cast by this man all right actually other people will come and say you know what please acha na maswali eh acha kuuliza bishop maswali this is where the bishop or the pastor or the guy in charge is like god himself okay and we have all these uh, things operating in the church today and we have all these people controlling other people we have pastors and uh, apostles and bishops and prophets who are in high places and they are controlling and manipulating everyone but then everyone thinks that it is okay for the for the bishop to do that that it is okay for the pastor to do that that it is okay you know i can't question uh, this pastor i can't question this bishop i can't question the leadership of the church otherwise i will get myself cast okay 
that is a major, major problem. And so the first sign that you have to look up in your church or in any other church or in churches that someone else goes to, maybe your friend, is the question, does the church tolerate questions or critical inquiry? Does the church accept you asking questions that are uncomfortable for them? Okay? And how do they respond to those questions? All right? Now, that is sign number one. Sign number two is unreasonable fear about the outside world. Unreasonable fear about the outside world. Okay? Sign number two. Unreasonable fear about the outside world. Now, this is what I mean. When I talk about the outside world, I am talking about uh, they trust everything in cults, in these churches, in these crazy churches. They trust everything as long as it is within their church. But they mistrust everything that is outside their church. Okay? So they will trust their bishop, they will trust their pastor, they will trust their members. But then anything that is outside their church, they will not trust it. And instead of trying to uh, create bridges with the outside world, they will create fear. So they will tell their members, the members of their church, oh no, don't uh, interact with other churches. Don't interact with other members. Don't interact uh, with anyone who, who speaks against me uh, or against our church. Don't interact with them. Okay? And, and those are huge issues that are happening uh, in the church of today, but many people are not seeing that, okay? Unreasonable fear about the outside world, such as, uh, you know, impending catastrophes, evil conspiracies, persecutions. So they create all these and they tell you, if you leave our church, you will be persecuted. If you leave our church, you will not succeed. If you leave our church, our church is the only correct church it is the only source of, uh, of life, spiritual life. If you leave it, then you will, you have cut yourself off from the source. You know, so, such crazy stuff and crazy things. Sign, sign number three of a, a, cult, a cult or a cultic church is they oppose critical thinking. Okay? They oppose critical thinking. In other words, they are not um, open to not just correction, but also to an open mind. You know, someone who comes and begins to critically think and start asking, why are we doing what we are doing? Okay? Why are we doing what we are doing? For example, why uh, if there's a particular way that people dress, for example, this person comes with this critical thinking and says, why can't we change how, uh, you know, we have a dress code? The other thing about cults, actually, that was in my notes, is that they have a particular way of dressing, okay? It's very interesting, by the way. They have a particular way of dressing, and if you don't dress the way uh, that the, the, the pastor or the, the church has decided that you... you you're supposed to dress, then it becomes a problem, okay? And you're told, no, 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 you cannot be among us if, you, uh, if you're not dressing the way we 
dressed. So there is a particular way of dress code, there is a particular way of talking, there's a particular way of, of walking, there's a particular way of relating with this cult or, or people with a, within a cult, okay? Now, I know, I'm not mentioning names, but I know you're already thinking of a particular one when it comes to dressing, all right? Point, the next point, what is number? Number four, isolating members and penalizing them for living. Okay, that's another sign of a cult. Isolating members and penalizing them for living. Now, remember, the lies behind the smile. When you're joining this cult or this church, everything looks nice. They, you know, they are so happy with them. They get so excited. You know, they get so happy and they come and they, you know, they do good stuff to you. But then when it comes your time to leave, it's a problem. They actually... Uh, uh, begin to isolate you. They tell you you cannot leave our church. You'll be cast if you leave. You will not succeed if you leave. I know of a particular uh, case that I had some time back of these people who wanted to do a few things and so they wanted to leave a particular church because what they wanted to do would not allow them to serve in church and at the same time do uh, this work. And so this person wanted to leave and they were told that if they leave their gift, fire that burns very fast in Aisha. It's like grass fire. Okay. So they were told, you know, Jimmy, you are finished. You're finished. That is the you know, that is a, one of the signs of a cult. You look at it and you're like, what do you mean at the You know, but that's what happened. And, and so they believed it and they didn't leave. So they sacrificed their life and their careers and their future because of fear. Okay. Higher. Then the next point is uh, about cults is they emphasize special doctrine outside of scripture. They emphasize special doctrines out of scripture. So this is where, for example, a certain pastor or bishop or prophet, the ordained one. Okay? Anything is kicked. So already by the fact that they say that, it's just a sign to show you that this guy is not uh, is a false teacher, and I'm gonna to tangle uh, the signs of false teachers. I eat in a few minutes. So this guy tells you, oh, you know what? Um, I'm the one. I'm the one that God has appointed. I'm the one that God has, um, you know, created. I'm the one who speaks to God, and, and God hears me. Right. So that is already a problem in itself. They look. They have a different law. They have a different teaching way and beyond the Bible. You see, there are these churches I know uh, that have prophets and have pastors and teachers. And every time uh, someone preaches from the Bible, this person comes and, you know, this preacher, this pastor comes and tries to, um, I'm trying to think, what tries to water down what the Bible says and then they try to elevate their opinion. 
Okay, so you find that in a particular cult, they have highly uh, highly elevated opinions that are not in the Bible. Okay, for example, and I gave an example some time back. I think of my study in town. There was this bishop in Nigeria. He did great stuff. He was a great man. And one time he was asked, why can't he pray that God would come to Nigeria? And he said, God doesn't need to come to Nigeria when I'm here. Okay? It sounds like a very powerful statement, but it is a highly opinionated statement such that even Moses in the Bible did not say that such, such kind of a prayer. In fact, Moses said, Lord, if you're not going with me, I'm not going. But here's a Nigerian bishop who says, God doesn't need to come to this world or to my, to my nation because I'm here. I am a representative of God. Now, that is a highly, opinion, a highly opinionated bishop who is, set, who is making opinionated statements and then founding Christian, sounding powerful, all right? Yet it's not in the Bible. And it's not biblical. And that's a cult. He's, he's already a false teacher by the fact that he's saying that. And then the next point is, uh, the next sign of a cult is seeking inappropriate loyalty to their leaders. Cult. Seeking inappropriate loyalty to their leader. Okay? They seek inappropriate loyalty to their leader. Now, this is what we call personality cult. This is where you are in a church. And in this church, nothing rises until the pastor says. And nothing stops until the pastor says. Or the prophet. Or the apostle. Okay? Or the bishop. Nothing moves until they say. And nothing stops until they say. In other words, even if you have this wonderful girl that you're dating... Moses, yes, no, no, you have this wonderful girl that you're dating. You cannot marry that girl until the bishop says it is time to marry. Okay? And you cannot dump her until the prophet tells you it's time to dump her. Now, that's sign of a cult, okay? Where they demand uh, the bishop or the pastor demands to meet the person you're dating or to meet your wife or to meet your husband, you know, they keep demanding stuff and they keep demanding stuff and you're expected to always obey them that when they call you and they say, I want to see you, you are, you're supposed to cancel all your plans and go see them, right? So they have, they have highly elevated to the levels that are beyond even Jesus Christ. There are some churches that have elevated their preachers so high that should you come and say, Jesus is above your pastor, those people will look at you in a funny way. They will not argue outright, because of course they don't want to argue outright, but they will have a, a, a reservation within themselves. Zileza, ah, no, my, my, my pastor is directly connected to Jesus, and because my pastor is directly connected to Jesus, I am directly connected to Jesus through my pastor, you know? So there's all this stuff uh, where you try and correct, you say no, and, and they, they fight back and they say no. So seeking inappropriate loyalty to their leaders, cult 
the pastors, some pastors uh, actually tell people to worship them without using the word worship. But they say you cannot come to the man of God empty-handed. You know, such statements. They throw you know, some statements like uh, for you to approach the man of God, you have to cleanse yourself. You know, such statements are cultic and demonic statements said in the name of God. Okay? Then uh, the, number, the, the next sign of a cult is where they dishonor the family unit. They dishonor the family unit. And this is how they do it. If you're in a church and, and uh, like there's a church I know, let me just give an example. There's a church I know that should they, if they employ you and your wife uh, as a couple, they will not pay you two salaries. They will only pay one person. The other person stop themselves, all right? That is already dishonoring the family unit. Because if you employ me and my wife, why aren't you paying her? Or why aren't you paying me? Then you don't have to employ her. But then these churches, they insist that you and your wife, that ministry is a, is a family call. Okay? And I agree, yes, ministry is a family call. But then stop uh, trying to break apart my family by insisting ministry is a family call and not paying what you're supposed to pay. That is one. Second thing is where you have a, a church and there is a prophet, for example, or there is this pastor, and then there is you have a you have an argument in your marriage. Okay, let me use marriage. You have an argument in your marriage, and you go to this pastor. So the pastor is a man, right? But then, uh, as you present your case to this pastor, you begin to realize that this pastor is siding with your husband simply because he's a man. Okay, so he's he's breaking uh, your spirit as a woman because he's a man. He's not siding with what is right. No, he's just looking at you as a woman and saying, you know what? You're a woman. He's not using those words, but the way he's uh, addressing issues, you can feel it. Or you're in this church, and the church is headed by a woman, okay? A prophet or a prophetess, for example, or a pastor. And then uh, you get into an argument in your marriage, and then you go to this pastor. And you begin to realize, as a man, that this woman is this pastor woman is only siding with the with your wife just on the basis that she's a woman the fact that you're a man is already trouble okay so they begin to destroy your strength your masculinity they destroy you as a person just because you're a woman so a lot of cults are dishonoring the family unit and then the next point, the next sign is separation from the church. Now, cults, as I, have, as I have mentioned earlier, will not mix with other churches. They will actually tell you, uh, you know, don't, don't come to, uh, you know, don't join our church. Don't, don't join other churches. We are alone. We are special. God speaks to us in a special way. God loves us in a special way. And God hates everyone else. Right now, this, has, this is not something that has begun juicy, juicy, 10 years ago. These are hundreds of years that I'm talking about. But in Kenya, it began maybe in the 90s, right? Or early 2000s, where you have this particular church that is huge, a huge church, but then they don't want to integrate, uh, to integrate themselves with the other church, with other churches. And other, they don't want to network with different organizations. 
because they feel special, okay? And that feeling of special is already a sign of being in a cult. Another sign is false teachings, okay? This is where cults uh, begin uh, to teach things, doctrines that are very, very strange. And every cult is headed by a false teacher or a false prophet. And the Bible has quite a bit of, uh, to say uh, about false teachers and false prophets, okay? And let me, let me show you some signs of false teachers. So maybe that you can, you can be able to check uh, your Bibles and, and begin to trace them. The reason I'm saying this is because how I want to meja Kenya, okay? I'm talking about Kenya. They have filled in Kenya. They have, they have meja Africa everywhere. Like they're just there, even in America magnificent churches, but they are false teachings, false teachings, all right? Sign number one of a false teacher, if you're writing, is false teachers use clever language and appearance, disguise themselves, okay? Clever language and appearances disguise themselves. Now, we are in a culture, for example, where a church culture, we're in a church culture and a church uh, time where every church wants to do their, uh, to do their other in terms of deco, in terms of how they do their stuff. You know, Kamasa Juzi, you know, I saw this video on Facebook where the president has given a directive that the churches should not meet. Okay, so these guys will recommend our patron, this Makarao in Facebook, uh, so they were recording a live, a live service and then this police came, arrested these guys. Rightly so, I think, I, I don't know. But then there's an outcry. Oh, why are they getting arrested? Why is the government against the church? Now, I don't want to say whether the government is against the church or not, but one thing I do know is that churches are setting one, uh, setting one another up, okay? Pastors are calling other uh, are calling the police against other pastors, and this is what I mean. Unapata kama for example, first generation same we are doing good. Ama, you know, we are, our, our services are brilliant. They are live vizuri. Then you find a pastor who is very jealous. They give they call the the police and they say, "Oh, there is a church pale wanakutana wanafanya ushirika." <laughs> the police come and they are like, hey, nini watu service you see, just jealousy, being driven by jealousy in itself shows that you as a man of God or that church is not godly. Okay? History na happen. And, and then what when I'm the government? Why is the government doing this? And I was telling some guys, it is the church doing this to itself. We Okay? And so false teachers use clever language. So Napatasai, we are in that competition of becoming nice, becoming clever, putting up appearances. We disguise ourselves. You look at churches in America, they're doing everything they can. And one of the things I've realized is that false teachers are the ones who are taking over the media. They have taken over everything. They're, like they're the big preachers. Most of them are not even teaching about Jesus Christ. And I'm going to show you why. So write these scriptures down. 
point one of false teachers. False teachers use clever language and appearances to disguise themselves. Write these scriptures down. Galatians chapter 6, verse 12. Galatians chapter 6, verse 12. Galatians chapter 6, verse 12. 2 Corinthians 11, 13 to 15. 2 Corinthians 11, 13 to 15. Romans 16, 17 and 18. Romans 16, 17 to 18. Matthew 16, verse 6 and 11. Matthew 16, verse 6. And 11. And then Matthew, 6, uh, Matthew 7, 15. Okay, that's point one of false teaching, false teacher. You know, study, read those scriptures. A few things. Number two, signs of false teachers. False teachers make merchandise of their follower. Mm. My goodness. Like these guys are only interested with what they can get. Actually, let me read you a scripture. Second Peter, write it down. Second Peter 2, 1 and 3. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. And this is what the Bible says. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbers not. Okay? This, this is Peter talking to the, uh, to, the, to the believers, telling them, a time will come when your pastor will look at you as a business opportunity. <laughs> at your time will come when your bishop will only minister to you based on how much money you give in church. A time will come, Peter is saying, when you will be considered a proper member of a church based on your giving, on how much money you give. When I say giving, I mean money. Okay? They will merchandise you. They will deny the power of God and merchandise you. Okay? You can also read Revelation uh, chapter 18, verse 11 to 13. You can read Revelation 11, 
uh, sorry, Revelation 18, verses 11 to 13. Okay? So these are false prophets. Peter is talking about false prophets among us and false teachers who shall bring heresies, okay? even denying the Lord that, that bought them. Now, this is what you have to understand. When we say denying the Lord that bought them, it is very clear that they will not deny Jesus Christ outright. Because then if you deny him outright, you know, we will see through you. We will be like, oh yeah, okay, we are going to deny Christ, so we don't need him. But they don't deny Christ uh, outright or open. But they deny him in their teaching. For example, they teach on a full sermon for an hour, and all they have told you is how um, you can make it if you believe in yourself. You can rise again if you believe in yourself. If only you put your trust and faith in yourself. Okay? Now, by, you, you know, it's, that's not a Christ centered gospel. Christ is Ukokando, but where when you're the center? So this guy is exalting you, self exaltation, exalting you as an individual and making you feel like you're the most important thing or the most important person on earth. And that if you believe in you as a believer, then you will make it. They're not saying if you believe in Jesus Christ, if you believe in God, you know, they, they have a way of denying God in their teachings and in their preachings and in their books. And some of these preachers, I have read them, I have watched them, and I have seen how they have denied God and brought in their own opinions and also self-exaltation the people. Okay? They are your goods more than your good, and mind more than the serving, and mind more the serving of themselves. Okay, they want to serve themselves using you than the saving. They mind serving themselves more than the saving of your souls. Okay. Now, next point number three: false teachers are led by their own appetites. Okay, by their own appetites, and they say Romans sixteen eighteen says Romans. 1618, such persons do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own appetites. And by smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the hearts of the naive. And that's the point I was, I was talking about, smooth talk and flattery. Okay? They, ha they have a way. They just know how to, you know, how to talk to you. How cooking is a box. They, they, they come with a smile and they have all these lies behind the smile, okay? They laugh with you. They show you how important you are. Oh, my sister, oh, my brother, do not worry. You are the best, okay? They never correct you. They never tell you what you're doing is wrong, even if it's wrong. They, they're just there to, uh, you know, to build your self-esteem, all right? Such persons do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ, Romans Paul is saying they serve their own appetites. They are driven by their own stomach. They are driven by their own desires. Okay? So I'm almost done. Turn to Matthew. You can, read, you can write it. Matthew 24, 24. Okay? Matthew chapter 24, verse 24. This is Jesus talking and he says, For false Christ and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders 
so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. Now, please note the wording that Jesus is writing here. He says that false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders. Great signs and wonders. In other words, these false prophets will also be able to perform great signs and wonders, which I can assume are miracles. Okay? This they will do so that they can lead people astray. In other words, they are not sent from God. They are sent from the evil one. And they have come and performed all these things, signs and wonders, so that they can lead people astray. Okay? Then the last verse that I want to give is 2 Corinthians 11. 2 Corinthians 11, 13 to 15. 2 Corinthians 11, 13 to 15. And it says, For such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Their end will correspond to their deeds. Okay? So, there are false prophets, deceitful people who have disguised themselves as apostles of Jesus Christ. Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. And you will not find these people out in the bush. You will find these people in church. You will find churches that are disguising as angel of light, but they are dis uh, the dens of death. Okay? Different churches. Cult. Cult. My desire is that for us, we are able to understand this. And the moment we understand this, then probe what is their doctrine, what is their theology, what do they believe in, what, do, what are their practices. Because you may end up finding yourself getting married in a cult. There is a person I know, I was told her story, she gets married to this person, and then this person you know, attends a particular church. And so they start going to this church because So they start going to this church. Five, six years down the, the, the road, the pastor of this church decides that this woman is not the wife of this guy. Okay. These are people who are married six years. The pastor can decide or a prophetic word that this marriage is wrong, it's a wrong marriage. What happened? The pastor begins to encourage this guy to go out with the house elf. House elf, wow. Okay, Dogo, uh, the wife is thrown out. The guy goes and conducts a private ceremony, a wedding ceremony with the pastor, and they get married. So this woman is thrown out with two kids. She was so devastated that she became a wreck. And she started drinking and you know went to other things in life and just destroyed her life. Okay. Simply because she was married to a person who was attending a cult. Maybe the husband knew that this was a cult, maybe the husband didn't know. Maybe to this day he doesn't. Okay. 
But cults are so dangerous and false teachings are so dangerous that they will make you do things that you never even imagined you would do. They'll make you leave your husband. They'll make you leave your wife. They'll make you leave your mom. They'll make you even um, give up on your family okay? and follow this cult. So please, my desire here is to try and you know, bring up this awareness and understanding. Okay? Haya, tuende maswali sasa Yes. Yeah, just to agree with what you said because I, I have a scenario. Yeah. I remember, uh, I think some years back, this uh, lady Janet who found herself in a cultic movement. And she Which was one? Very, she was a there's, there's this um, lady, lady journalist who was in KTN. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Estarunga. Estarunga, yes. I think that was the name, yes. And I, mm. the thing that she did, and if you check her lifestyle, what, what actually transpired clearly are the things that uh, you have mentioned in our discussion today. So I totally agree with what you said. My question mm. is. Uh, in this cultic setting, do they do, do they do they do they actually use this um, uh, element of that like breaking the bread, uh, dedicating child, child dedication and all this, and, and even doing uh, calling altar calls like for people to get saved and all that? Do they do such mm. things or do they neglect? I just need to understand. Yeah, they do. They do. They even eat a holy communion. <laughs> they are counterfeit so they do everything you see for you to deceive you have to look genuine so they will have baby dedications they will have uh, altar calls they will have some programs running but at the end of the day whatever it is that they do it must be controlled by someone or some people okay Come your story, Starunga is a very sad story. Hey, that is a very sad story. And a cult, too. Very modern, modernized cult, you know, very sophisticated with educated people. Yes, Jackie. Um, I wanted to ask for, for the signs that we met here. For a cult, when, when, when now we are singling out, maybe in a church or just like Nikionambili or Matatu, do I then conclude that that is a cult? I have to like literally see like all the points in your metropatia. Okay, you don't have to see all of them. Mm. One of the key ones that you can look out for is the, is the personality cultic sign okay because all cards rise and fall on, on the individual on one person right so that's one of the key the key what did we call it seeking inappropriate loyalty to their leader that point that one sign can lead you to see all the other signs okay if for example you are attending a church 
and everyone is standing or you know holding a particular bishop or a particular person in reverence more than in your in your thinking more than they would do to Jesus Christ okay that's already a sign don't wait for the others okay that is the key sign actually that people if you see that one sign one individual who has all the power run run when the bio kabisa because the likelihood of them controlling you is very fast and very easy mhm me listen Uh, sorry, sorry for that. So my question would be, is there a sign you look out for when it's already too late to call someone out of a cult? Because now that you've taken us through this, then we can start, we will, of course, now start identifying these things and some of our friends are already in these cults. Is there a point you can, um, you can tell that this is already too late, they're already in too deep? Of course, I know for God, there's, there's nothing too hard, but for an individual, like for me, if I decide to, preach someone out of a cult how am i supposed to judge that like are they in too deep is it too late where invest or will they get consumed in it you know so how do you judge that okay i think one first there are so many people who are in a in cults and they don't even know they're in cults anyone who defends a cult they probably don't know that they're in cults and so education is key so maybe buy them books or send them signs to show them the signs of a cult such that when when they see them they are like oh by the way i saw this but many of them will never know so uh, what i would say don't give up on them keep talking to them ntakosana you know be ready kukosana be ready kwa nje be ready kwa blocked because these cults are, are very they are ruthless nikama cartels you try to talk about against them and they will turn this person against you you will lose a long term friendship because of a cult but don't be afraid to tell them so keep telling them even if they look like womenda very deep keep telling them that they are in a cult emma alafu moses thank you Uh, I think basically I wanted to to ask uh, you know how as believers how can we help uh, people who are in cults like you know just if you should call them out or just uh, share with them I was watching uh, there's a, a documentary I think it's an unbeliever who did it it's called uh, Pro- Prophet for prophet eh? just asking a question mm-hmm. this south african pastor called uh, is a prophet i think it's called someone borrow it's very interesting documentary mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i could not believe that this man convinced an entire church from like a rough head count this poor about maybe 2000 apo mm-hmm. to go and buy panties and bring to church now <laughs> anazinua it was so disturbing <laughs> <laughs> I came any old young everyone bought I like I could not understand that level of deception and I kept asking yeah. is, is there no like atakama ni one sober person who can stand and yeah. ask 
Like, mm. where is this in the Bible? So for me, mm. I was just wondering as a believer or as part of the body of Christ, what mm. can I do? Or, mm. you know, how can mm. I share with someone mm. like that without offending mm. them to know that there is something that is off that is mm. going on in uh, their place of worship? Yeah. Whoa. That's serious. That's serious. Really bad. <laughs> so there was a question, Emma. No, it's no question. I think many jibu. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to ask what we we as believers can do. Yeah. As yeah. A part of yeah. the body of Christ to you know speak to these people who are in such kind of ninis. Mm. Yes. Okay. Moses. Yes. Now, Percy, when you put it like mm. that. Eh? So I was going through the science <laughs> like and that, uh, yeah. and and now this is just part of critical thinking. I'd argue mm. that of us are in some sort of cult, or maybe in even the places of worship um, or places of fellowship that we are part of. There are some elements of culticism, and maybe mm. maybe. Some of them are, you know, like, for example, just you have said the way of dressing, like, for example, you know, that SBS insists on wearing suits on Saturday mm-hmm. when they go to church and they argue this always that, you know, mm-hmm. um, you are going to be off uh-huh. wearing a suit when you come to the house, but, you know, mm-hmm. wearing jeans and t-shirts um, or maybe in other areas, of course. If you look at it, maybe the reasons are okay, the, 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 the intentions are pure, but then maybe the manifestation is some sort of cultishness. Like, for example, there are churches where they're like, don't marry someone from a different church. If you let them to maybe the intention is good, but then it also sounds culty. So, how do you clarify between? That kind of just maybe uh, thinking or stoic views from now proper cultism or is that cultism in itself? Okay. What happened? Okay. Ah, yeah. I think to do what happened, but yeah. Ah, yeah. So Moses. Wait, Pasi, you did not hear the entire question I asked. No, I heard, but then I don't know what happened. We kind of sticker meeting, but now I'm back. <laughs> But I had the question. <laughs> ah, yeah. You had the question. 
that sign in itself is enough to give birth to other signs. Okay. All right. So kuna swalingine. Aya. Comment. Okay. Kama kuna comments, let me pray for you. And then we will meet again. So next time they have a meeting, they have a webinar, you webinar ni kuzorua sana. So let us pray. Our heavenly Father, in the precious name of Jesus Christ, we come before you and we thank you for the wonderful time that you've given to us. We pray that Almighty Father, you will be with us all time. We ask you God that even as we have learned about these signs of cult you will protect us from false teachers false teachings and cultic worship almighty God and I pray for everyone who was in this zoom and Lord I pray that you bless them greatly and mightily and that you protect them and you surround them with your spirit and with your power be exalted king of heaven and be glorified in the name of Jesus Christ we pray and we believe and everyone said Amen. 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 Pray that you'll be blessed. Amen. And you'll stay safe even at this time that we are going to face a lot of challenges. Amen. All right. Thank you guys. Have a wonderful night. Thank you, Pastor. Thanks everyone. Thanks thanks Pasi. Thanks my alliance friends. Pasi and watch your kid. I'm still disturbed. <laughs> Oh, all right. Nice weekend, guys. Bye bye.